good y'all welcome to the life grooming podcast it's your man jay Kyle, here with another one and my lips is ashy i don't know why y'all be letting me get on here with an ashy lip my i'm gonna i i gotta pause i i can't i can't look at myself with no ashy lip all right i'm back this is this is that's that's unlawful. You can't have a mouth this big and just let your lips be ashy. That's good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. My mama would whoop me if she saw me on on the internet. I'm out here on the web with the ashy lip. That can't happen. All right. My bad for all y'all that had to see that. That was horrible, horrible. All right. Back at it again. Let me try that. Let me wait. I'm gonna press the clap button and do the re-intro as if that didn't happen. But since I ain't cutting it, why not? Let's just roll with it. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Life Grooming Podcast. (laughs) Yo, something is wrong with me, and that's okay. At least my lips ain't ashy this time. You know what I mean? So... Uh, today's podcast, we are still on the Undraped series. It is uh, episode four, if I'm counting right. Uh, and we're going to talk about the good old beard and mustache. Y'all see this? Hmm. Now, <laughs> when I was growing up, you was in the mirror, like right around age nine ten looking for that first chin hair to just kind of squiggle out a little bit and as soon as you got four of them you you was the man you just you just knew it then you started you know looking for the mustache and all of that and you was like yeah i'm grown i remember one time my mustache no it wasn't my mustache my, my mustache actually didn't even start coming in until i hit my 30s Thanks, Dad. Uh, rest in peace. But shout out to you for your late facial hair growth that I didn't find out until I was in my 30s that I would not even get a full mustache and beard until after I hit 30. Yeah, I kind of thought something was wrong with me in my mid-20s. But anyway, so I was about probably like 13 or 14 years old and had just started to see like four hairs on this side and maybe a, a quarter of a hair over here. I'm running through the house like, I, my mustache coming in. My must, yeah, I'm about to have a mustache. And my, my, I don't know why mothers, I don't, I, for the mothers who are listening, I don't know if this was, a, maybe it was a mother's of that time, but my mother felt it necessary to inform me that even though my mustache was coming in, it meant I wasn't grown. It didn't mean that I was grown. And she could still whoop me if she had to. Now I don't, I don't, I don't really understand 
why my celebration of masculinity and developing hormones got to equate to me being reminded that I can get my tail whooped. I don't, I didn't, I wasn't even challenging her parental authority. Gosh, I mean, come on, mom, Black Lives Matter. Okay, anyway, um, so, so yeah, she felt the need to, to tell me that. Uh, but it's funny because now, <laughs> At a good old 37. This beard and mustache is a pain. Okay? It's aggravating. It is itchy. And it grows. A lot. And it's nappy. I put about 40 pounds of oil a day on this beard. And this thing drinks it up like a 14-legged camel in the middle of the Sahara Desert that hasn't seen water in 25 years. I mean, this beard will drink up some oil, y'all. I gotta oil this thing like twice a day. If I could go back in time and talk to my 10, 11, 12-year-old self, I would say, boy, enjoy that young vibrant, youthful face you have. Because once it starts, it don't stop. And that's what we're talking about today. Beards. Mustaches. Now, obviously, well, maybe I shouldn't say obviously all y'all don't grow beards. Because I was going to say, you know, obviously, you know, ladies don't grow beard. But, hey, you know... No judgment, you know, on on the ladies, lady listeners who you might have a little, uh, I ain't, no judgment, you know what I'm saying? If you wax it, you know what I'm saying, shave it off, or line it up, I mean, whatever you do, yeah, I mean, I ain't, I ain't judging you. I did see a lady once. <laughs> no lie, I seen a lady, she was working at McDonald's, B. Donald's, if you, if you listen to the last one, you'll understand where that B. Donald's comes from. Uh... And, uh, you know, she, hi, welcome to McDonald's, man. Take your order. I'm in a drive-thru. So, you know, you can't, you can't see the people through the, through the screen. You know, you're looking at what, what, what nuggets and sauce you want. So I roll up to the window to pay. And, you know, I reach down and get my wallet and I look up. I'm like, oh, and I, I did one of those. And I tried to catch myself because I responded first. And I was like, whoa, hmm. Mm, how do I get out of this odd situation right now? Because, yo, she had the full. And it was lined up. Now I'm thinking to myself, that's a level of confidence I need to strive for. If this lady can rock the mean gold tea, and it was, I mean, her joint was sharper than mine. I felt bad. I was like, gold tea goals right there. Like, there's no way in the world this lady should be sharper on her mustache and beard than me. And that's bad. Now, granted, it wasn't, she didn't have the mane like this. She didn't have the lion's mane. But it was obvious. And she was light-skinned, too. So, she got the dark face here. I'm like somebody like it so i wasn't gonna judge anyway let me get off of that because i'm i'm trying to contain my laughter right now because i'm 
I want to laugh really hard right now, but I can't do it. Okay. Um, so where were I go? Where was I going with that? Okay. So yeah. Um, but regardless of if you grow, <laughs> oh my god, regardless of if you grow a mustache or beard or not, we're still talking about transforming how you speak. Okay. Uh, we're talking about your mouth. All right. In in this journey, we're talking about transformational journeys. Uh, you got to pay attention to your mouth. You got to pay attention to how that thing looks. You got to pay attention to what comes out of your mouth. There's a scripture that I want to bring up for this. And that scripture is Proverbs uh, chapter 18, verse 21. And it says, the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. And some variations, um, it quotes the power of life and death is in the power of the tongue um and those who uh eat of it will reap its consequence uh that scripture in its most basic form uh is really just talking about your mouth's responsibility for bringing your internal world into your external experience life and death lives in your tongue you can speak your world into existence you can speak joy into existence but you can also speak demise and a lot of times when we're dealing with life we don't pay attention enough to what we're saying and sometimes you wonder why we're still struggling with what we're struggling with it's because you are speaking yourself right back into the prison of what you've been dealing with I have been so guilty of that. I'm an educator, but I'm a, I'm a natural talker. Like, if you haven't figured this out by now, a brother can talk, all right? And I have talked myself into problems. I've talked myself out of situations. Um, and I've talked myself back into situations that I didn't want to be into. Uh, I remember one time when I was younger, uh, it was a weird situation that I talked myself out of my life potentially ending. And it was, uh, I was in sixth grade and I was coming home. I had to, I had this friend, I don't even remember his name at this point because it was sixth grade, okay? Like, I ain't had that many friends, but I had some, but I don't remember this kid. He was like a one and done type of situation. I don't even know why. Never mind. So anyway, my dad was home. And if you knew anything about Thomas Michael Owens, one thing you're not going to do is just bring somebody to his house unannounced. We don't do those. Mm -mm. You, you're not you're not walking in here. You ain't pay no rent. You ain't put nothing in the refrigerator. So you're not just walking up in here and you are not going to be one of his children and bring somebody over to the house that he didn't first approve. And he would have to first approve because he knew who they people was. That's how my dad was. Well, this friend of mine decided to get on, I think it was Brian. He decided to get on a bus with me, all right? Now, we lived in two totally different parts of town. He was like, Justin, I'm gonna come over to your house. I'm like, no, you're not. Because my dad is, mm -mm. no, I, because it's after school. Like, who, it ain't like we had cell phones then, all right? So it ain't like I could just text dad real quick and be like, hey, dad, can Brian come over? I saw my dad when I got off the bus into the house. So I'm like, nah, you can't come over, bro. 
because that's not going to work. He was like, why? It's no problem. Your dad won't care. Don't you love how people try to tell you how things work in your house when they don't live nothing like this? Uh, I don't know if it's important to say, but I'm going to say uh, Brian grew up in a different um, ethnic demographic than I did. So the uh, parental exchanges between the parent figure and uh, said child were uh, specifically starkly different. So uh, get my drift. So uh, he was like, yeah, no, your dad's not going to care. Like, bro, you're not about to kill me. You're not coming to my house. So he gets on the bus anyway, long story short. And I'm like, oh, my God, this kid is really going to follow me home. And I'm like, oh, man, uh, what do I do? So I'm thinking quick on my feet. This is when I found out, like, I started to find out young that I could use the gift of gap. So I'm like, all right, Brian, this was going to happen since I can't get rid of you. Um, because, like, literally, he lived on the other side of town. His parents were going to have to come pick him up. That's how crazy this kid was. So I said, this is what you're going to do. When we get off the bus, stay here at the corner. My house was, like, three houses down from the bus stop. So I said, stay here and then... When I come back, I'll you'll be able to come into the house. And this whole time, I'm trying to scheme up a plan. So get off the bus. I go into the house, and I'm like, "Hey, Dad. Uh, hey, you know, how was school, son? Blah blah blah, all of that." And then I was like, "Hey, Dad. My friend Brian wanted to come over, um, but I told him I needed to check with you first um, to let to let you know to see if you was okay with that. Um, are you okay with him coming over?" And as I'm asking. Is it okay if he comes over? This fool walks up on my back porch and knocks on the door. Remember I told you that I told him to stay at the stop sign. And I'm like, who is that? As if I don't know. I'm like, who? So I go, I look around the corner and I'm like, oh my gosh, dad. I don't even know how he got here, but Brian, Brian's here. Like I, I told him I would call him first, but he's here. Now, I don't know if just my dad read through the lines or whatever, but I tend to believe I duped my dad because my dad is not the we just going to let it slide type of dad. My dad is the type of dad that he would throw somebody out type of situation. So, I mean, if need be, like he wasn't just a mean tyrant, but. You just when it came to his kids, he he, he was kind of kind of mean, uh, but nevertheless. So, long story short, Brian came over and we hung out, and eventually he went home. But I, I knew something that day, like, yo, I could I could use this. This is pretty good. I I actually I can do something with this with these words, and I used it for the rest of my life. I used my words to get me into places, into things. Some good, some bad. And when you are trying to, I won't even say trying to, when you're in a season of your life, when you are mid-transformation, pre-transformation, or even post-transformation, your words are vitally important to the success of the transformation that you are in, regardless of the stage you're in. And you have to be careful of how you speak. You need to think about what you're talking about. I'm going to make this suggestion to you. Um, there was a Japanese scientist by the name of Dr. Emoto, E-M-O-T-O. -O. He did this thing called the water experiment. 
And then he also did one called the Rice Experiment. Look it up on YouTube. It's a very interesting, uh, it's a very interesting study. Uh, it's been proven a number of times over that his experiment actually worked. I'll give you a piece of it like this. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 21, that the power of life and death is in your tongue. That, that's what I'm giving to you about his experiment. It literally proves that. Um, and I want you to think about it because, you know, for a guy, especially in, in today's time, his beard, the mustache, all of that, that's a part of his look. Just as much, and sometimes for guys who are bald, they and but they still rock the beard. They are very meticulous about how all of this looks because it draws people's attention to their structure, even if they're bald. And then sometimes if they're rocking whatever type of haircut, the beard is meant to accentuate not just the hair, but the face shape. You literally can make a person look thinner or heavier based off of how a beard is shaped and how you line the mustache. It's important because how you speak shapes how you look. I'll say it again. How you speak shapes how you look first to yourself and then to others. So I want to leave you with that. Be mindful of what you're talking about. I mean, be mindful of what you're talking about. Be careful of the words that are coming out of your mouth because they are going to shape the realities that you live in, good or bad. Either way, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And those who love to talk, they will reap the consequences of it. That's what I got for you all today. Uh, I hope these are helping you all out. They helping me out. It's helping me out a lot to get back through to, to go through these and, and really remind myself of what is important. Hit me up on the IG at j.kylegrooming. YouTube, you can watch the videos of these podcasts at YouTube um, forward slash life grooming or just just search in life grooming. You know, YouTube, they be funny. They don't give you like the mad easy URL. You got all these extra stuff that don't nobody remember. Just search life grooming one word. You'll find me. Uh, my podcasts are, are on all po major podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, uh, other ones that I've never even heard the name of, but shout out to Anchor for pushing it everywhere. Um, what else is there? Oh, yeah. You can hit me up uh, on the email, jkylegrooming at gmail.com. Uh, I love to hear your feedback. I love to hear how these are helping you. Um, and yeah, just spread the love, man. Love yourself. Love yourself first. If you love yourself first, you can love others second. If you love others first, you might not ever get to loving yourself. Okay? Y'all be good. Have a safe one. And I'll see you on the next podcast. Peace.